Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. The topic of this hearing is very timely with the rising energy prices uh, we're seeing right now across the country and around the globe. Prices are rapidly rising across gasoline, diesel, heating oil, natural gas, electricity, and even coal. High energy prices are shaping up to be a major liability for Democrats heading into next year's midterm elections. And Republicans have been happy to pin the rising cost of gasoline and heating fuel on President Joe Biden's energy policy. But on Tuesday, two senators proposed a new controversial solution during a hearing of the Senate Energy Committee, limiting U.S. energy exports. The idea is backed by moderate Democrat Joe Manchin and Maine Independent Angus King. Today, my colleague Ben Lefebvre on whether that solution could actually work and the politics behind it. It's Wednesday, November 17th. So, Ben, we've talked to you a few times now about rising energy prices and the political toll that that could take for President Joe Biden. On Tuesday, during a Senate Energy Committee hearing, we began to get a sense of how Democrats are going to fight back at this. What is their strategy? So it was kind of interesting at this hearing that was called to be on what can be done about high energy prices and, you know, what were the causes? You saw the Energy and Natural Resources Committee chair, Joe Manchin, and independent Senator Angus King all of a sudden bring up the issue of whether the U.S. should throttle U.S. oil and gas exports, which was kind of like a little bit of trying to flip the tables on Republicans who have been pointing to the steady increase of gasoline prices and say, well, this is all Biden's fault. Now you got King and Manchin saying, well, if we're super worried about energy prices, maybe we should think about stopping the export of oil and gas, and that would increase domestic supply of oil and gas and bring down prices, the uh, proposition that Republicans will just not go for. By making this argument, Democrats are just basically trying to shut Republicans up on the issue of energy prices. Hmm. But it's not just Democrats who are pushing this idea It sounds like American manufacturers would also like to see U.S. energy exports reined in. The Industrial Energy Consumers Association, which is this trade group that represents manufacturing companies who use a lot of energy, sent this letter to Manchin and his Republican counterpart on the committee, Senator John Barrasso, saying, hey, maybe we should just think about exporting any excess or surplus natural gas overseas because, frankly, natural gas prices are getting too high. Now, this is an interesting bit because U.S. LNG exports have really risen. I think they're up 40 to 50 percent from where they were last year. And there's a few more LNG export facilities that are scheduled to come online in 2022, which would increase the amount of natural gas going overseas. So you could see LNG becoming more of an issue or at least sticking around as an issue than it had in the past. And now there's this worry again of like, well, how much gas do we really have and how much can we ship out before it brings prices, you know, even higher? Um, Natural gas prices, you know, starting in 2010 kind of crashed and the prices had been like, you know, nine or ten dollars per MMBTU a little bit before that. And then for nearly a decade, they were like three or four MMBTU and natural gas producers were like, well, man, this is just too cheap to make this profitable. Now they're above five again for the first time in years, and people are worried that if LNG exports continue growing, that domestic natural gas prices might stay elevated. Hmm. So 
Would this strategy work? Would it actually bring consumer prices down? Well, that's the thing. I mean, the at the Tuesday hearing, the deputy administrator at the EIA, which is Department of Energy's kind of data compiling agency, and he's like, yeah, he's like, if that's what you want to do, it'll bring prices down. There will be other effects, basically maybe slow down the switching coal to gas in Europe and other countries, which if you're you know, concerned about coal emissions and you would want them to, to dump the coal and get on gas. But he was like, if you're just from just a pure price point, yeah, if you, if you bottle up the ports and if you say we're only going to bring up the gas we can use ourselves, then prices will fall. So do we have any indication of whether this is something that the White House would consider? I had talked to a few sources who said that late last week, there was a senior official meeting at the White House that was called just to figure out what they should do about high energy prices, but that the idea of halting exports was kind of taken off the table pretty quickly. One of the reasons is the climate uh, idea. The other idea is that the Biden administration, President Biden in particular, likes the idea of U.S. LNG exports as a kind of diplomacy by other means option. There's also the idea that that energy prices will start falling again just as a natural market mechanism. So it's not necessarily something that the administration wants to start toying with the export policy. So I don't think it's something they'll pursue. I'm trying to suss out in my own mind about how much this sudden talk that we need to halt exports is a for real thing that Manchin and King are pursuing or just something to kind of throw Republicans off guard in the political battle of high energy prices? So we did see some some positive news out of the International Energy Agency on Tuesday with a, a new report. What did that agency find? That report basically said that, look, you know, oil companies have been slow to ramp up production or at least slower to ramp up production than demand has been increasing. But the report today is like, well, they have been increasing oil production and they're expecting prices to start plateauing and falling again in, in the next few months. So that could kind of take a lot of the heat out of the uh, argument about energy prices. Got it. Of course, Energy Committee Chairman Joe Manchin is the player to watch as the Senate considers the $550 billion in energy and climate spending um, that's proposed as part of the reconciliation bill. So during this hearing, were there any tea leaves to be read on that front? No, I, I didn't see anything in this hearing that would suggest that any of these arguments that Republicans had been raising had gained any new traction with him. Manchin had already been kind of a little bit cool on any policy that would reduce oil production in the U.S. He said at the Tuesday hearing that he was more for innovation, not you know destruction. He just wanted to see more money put to ways to basically R&D to kind of bring carbon emissions down. But I didn't hear anything that made me think that any of the arguments Arguments that his Republican counterparts or the, the witness they brought in to testify at this hearing kind of gained any traction with him. Also, on Tuesday, EPA signaled it's considering tightening its safety threshold for two chemicals contaminating drinking water around the country. The agency sent a set of draft documents to its external scientific advisors analyzing newer research that shows the chemicals PFOA and PFOS pose health dangers at far lower levels than EPA said were safe back in 2016. The Biden administration is currently working on a mandatory drinking water limit for the chemicals, which is due to be finalized by the fall of 2023. But EPA could update its drinking water health advisory much sooner. Drinking water utilities don't have to follow those health advisories, but many have faced public pressure to do so. 
For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Amy Snyder, and we'll see you tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.